Sex Club, Matt Tales After Hours. I'm Matt, your host and the creator of Matt Tales, 40 Years of Gay Adventures, the autobiographical erotica podcast. In Sex Club, I'll talk to guests about gay sex through the last 50 years, from cruising and phone lines to apps and cans. You'll hear tales from other guys and get to tell your own. Each episode will include a live moment, because you should never leave Sex Club until you get what you want. Before I met my husband, I had uh, been a part of the church that was an independent Catholic church. Um, and uh, I fucked the priest there, so. When you first get involved, like, like, oh, like, there's so many guys now, I'm not, I don't know what to do, but it's like, once you're in there, you don't have to fuck all 60 guys. in Massachusetts my entire life. I lost my virginity when I was 13 Okay. Uh, to a 14-year-old. Thir- Came out at 16 um, at a Catholic high school. So it was it was quite the controversy at the time. So uh, that was the, the 90s and it was kind of frowned upon. And I mean, it was a Catholic school, so it was hugely frowned upon. Yeah. Um, so it was quite the scandal, but that just made it so much more delicious, you know, like <laughs> um, coming out the way that I did instilled this like secretive on the, I don't know, it was kind of hot. It just, it just, it was, it, it was just, it, it instilled in me uh, this um, behind closed doors, um, having sex in public um, in places that you could get caught a little bit of danger, I guess. Religion was always a huge part of my life until uh, I met my husband, who's an atheist, and uh, we've been together. We've been together for seven years. We've been married for coming well, going on four years. Um, and uh, I woke up one day after being someone that was looking for a church where I could be myself, and uh, decided, um, you know what? I just don't believe this anymore. It just fell out, like the way that I put it is, religion just kind of fell out of me and it was done. Uh, and I just didn't believe anymore. Before I met my husband, I had uh, been a part of a church that was an independent Catholic church. Um, and uh, I fucked the priest there. So that was, uh, that was in his vestment. And people have those moments and they sometimes, they don't recognize them or they turn the other cheek, they ignore them, which is yeah. a, shame, a shame, you know? And right. I, I think from the from the guys that I've met, and I you know don't know you yet, but uh, I, I think some of the most interesting guys I've met doing this followed those, even if they were like different or uncomfortable or whatever. They didn't, I think, and I and I know this is something I've done over the years is is just turn them into experiences as opposed mm-hmm. to like aggressive or degrad like as opposed to a victim or as opposed to having something happen to you or whatever they're just experiences and if you can like flip some of those judgments off you can kind of like 
walk through them, you know, <laughs> and right. then, and, and then like kind of enjoy them and go on to the next thing. And that's, you know, whatever put that in me, I'm so grateful for, I don't know where it came from, but you know, and it sounds like you did the same thing. It wouldn't, it wouldn't behoove me to, to judge myself for that. Yeah. Uh, Cause there's a lot of it, like the, yeah. the my body counts up there um, and still continues to grow. Um, and I, you know, there was a point in time where I, I was judging myself on, on that and it now it just doesn't make sense to do so. I, I spent a lot of my twenties being like, why am I single? Why, why does everybody only want me for sex? And instead of, and, and I, and I wish that I could have talked to that version or that, that younger version of myself and said something to the effect of just enjoy it. Like, yeah, it, it doesn't matter. I'm listening. When I would like masturbate when I was very like first started masturbating, I would have I'd feel so guilty. I felt more guilty over masturbating than I did over having sex with other men. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> In me the too. weirdest way, it felt like so like self-indulgent or it felt dirty, something weird, you know. And it's like, and but sex with men didn't feel that way, you know. I was at a rest area at 19. Right. Um, and and I I didn't feel bad about that. I just wanted to figure out when to go back next. Right. Yeah. I, I have to stay right? out of. The, I actually have it uh, on my record to stay out of rest areas because I got arrested. Did you? So yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's funny because I, I, it was a situation where someone had their hands on me, and um, I didn't really want what was happening to happen. So I yeah. was trying to walk away, and that's when the cops jumped out, and yeah. it was. It was a, uh, it was an interesting thing. That was, that was a, uh, I spent the night in jail. I would think it was 24 or 25 at the time. I, I, I always say that the, the cop, the, the cuffs went on me because the cop was jealous at what I was packing. Um, <laughs> that's, but that seems to be the only reason, like, I don't know. It, it plus the whole small town trying to clean up the dirtiness and, and then there was nothing dirty about what we were doing. There's one of the Matt tells the eight street video store where they pulled us all out and put us all against the wall. It was weird. It was a borderline sexy, except the guy, the one, the police were kind of hot, but the one was so nat. The undercover guy was so ugly and so nat. He's just so nasty that it was like, not. <laughs> I was like, you know, can we recast you? That's a weird lesson to learn when you're young too, like stuff like that. You know, it's like you get to know people, you get to know men. You get to know things about men that you wouldn't necessarily know in the order you know it growing up. <laughs> you know, it's like, right? right. You, it, it's just, I'm not exactly sure what I mean, but you kind of know what I mean. Like you just yeah. you get that, it, like, you know what I mean? Like there, those, there were a lot of husbands probably at your yeah. rest area from wife's and yeah. then yet yeah. families are sitting, would be sitting home reading the paper, judging you or whatever. Right. Meanwhile, you're servicing husbands. Right. You know, right. And right. you know what they're thinking and you know what they want and you're young and you know all this already. And then right. it, I think it's like part of what makes relationships with men difficult, easy and difficult for us in life in, in some ways, too, because we just it's funny. It's like it makes it easier in the end to be with a guy, but it makes it like when you're younger, it's you just know too much. Like, you know, I was abused at five years old. So, like, I, I, I know I knew things that I shouldn't have known then from then on so like right you know it's just it's in it male relationships are very interesting to me
so um, we met seven years ago. I heard that there was going to be a live sex show in Providence, and I wasn't too far from Providence. So I said, hey, would you like to meet me at this show? It's going to be called Filth. There's going to be, you know, two porn stars um, having sex on stage, uh, uh, and maybe this would be a fun date. And he was like, I've never done something like that before. Sure, let's let's go. Uh, we sat on the couch uh, at the bar and didn't even watch the show. I had no idea who fucked who because uh, <laughs> I spent the entire night talking with him. And uh, we actually we put on a show of our own uh, for uh, some people that were uh, there. And um, uh, it was uh, it was a great time had by all. He's he's got really strong convictions, and I think that's what attracted me to him most. He's just he's just an amazing guy. Yeah, uh, he helped me understand bits of myself that I don't think that I would ever be able to figure out. Like he makes me a better person. Um, none of that stupid oh you complete me shit either, because it's like I I I've learned how to be a better person um, with him and in spite of him. We have this understanding that, um, yes, we're married and we can play together or separately. And we've had a lot of fun. We've had some some creepers along the way. One guy actually uh, had this really weird um, way of speaking um, and uh, he was just a creeper and we couldn't <laughs> wait for him to leave. And he, he actually came on our, our curtains and he was like, I, I think you're going to need new curtains. I'm sorry. And it was just, it was just really, really weird. The what the the way that sex has always been for me is that it's it's funny. Like, yeah, it's hot, but it's funny. And when people are like, oh, you know, there's terrible experiences that you can have. I'm like, yeah, but they're funny. Like, there there's got to be humor in them, or it's not worth the time, uh, or or the energy that you put into it. Like, so I just find it. I find it funny. It's an experience. If you go with that, you can like see it and appreciate it. <laughs> and it doesn't have to be like, it just doesn't ever have to be a negative in some ways. If you just like walk through it, like experience, it's so interesting, right? When you see your own life that way, what are the differences for you in those moments when the two of you are alone versus when someone else is in the room or you add something or you're in a sex club together, or like you're watching him do something with someone. What is, what are the big differences or are there any from how you feel when you're together with him? I love him more when I see him with other people. Cause I know that I get to go home with that. Um, and it, it's fucking hot. Like that, that just, that's, I enjoy us playing with other people more than I do doing things by myself. I might be someone that gets off on like risk. Like I, I kind of put that out there. Um, but it's just it knowing that I get to go home with him, the connection that we have um, has not been duplicated with anybody else. Um, the, the work that we put in, um, it, you get to sit back and relax and enjoy that, um, aspect. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just insanely hot. What is your hottest scenario right now? So sometimes I, uh, test drive 
the um the the third before uh I bring them in but we we have uh this one guy that ha- hang out with multiple times and he uh it's just it's insanely hot because we've developed a friendship with him that's different and I think it's something that we were looking for like I sometimes I like to sit back and watch it's it's just it 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 gets me insanely 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 turned on our because he knows us um he there's a a level of of familiarity with our bodies that is insanely hot like it it just works privately our sex life is it you know is insanely hot too um because of of our connection when I was younger, kink to me was like it, it's part of the wardrobe. It seems it seems like something that you put on helped you liberate yourself sexually. But as I've matured sexually, I think it it, it can be hot. I like a little bit of breath play. I like my I like my nuts to be manhandled a little bit. I like a little bit of pain. I like the clothes aspect of of sex. Um, and and what stays on and what comes off. So I guess I ask: Is is that even kink anymore? Or is no, it like, I don't think so. Right? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Right? right? It's like we have so many forums now to tell each other what we like, and so many videos to watch. Where like you know, back um a generation, I guess Pat, like one more after you. Um, but I, we had nothing to show, so we couldn't watch it anywhere. We couldn't, it was so taboo and so hidden. So it's kind of like, I'm wearing a leather jacket, like, oh, you know, and then right. <laughs> it's like, I like having my, my balls slapped, but that was right. like, you're not going to find that anywhere until you show it and tell it and whatever experience it. People can share it now. And so like, when we have a conversation about it, I wonder if it's even kink. Like I was like, how right. far is, what's kink now? Is kink become right. raunch and raunch became what death? Like, <laughs> right. Right. like I, I don't know how far do we go now when it's secret, it's not so secret anymore. And I, I actually am a fan of it not being secret. Do, do you actually care how many people you've actually been with? No, it, it, it's now become about the experience and not the numbers. You know, it, it's hard to find true. Like I, I'm, I'm truly versatile compared to most people. My my husband is as well. Um, so it's perfect that we found each other. Uh, yeah. But it's really hard to find other people that are truly verse. Um, uh, and I usually end up being bottom by default because people take a look at what I'm packing and they're like, "Yeah, I'm not going near that." Um, plus, you know being uncircumcised scares the crap out of everybody for some reason uh and i'm like what i shower i'm clean so like i i i take good care of myself my hygiene's there um it just smells more like a penis yeah two versatile two truly versatile guys who are truthful right guys are like in a very special club (laughs) it's Uh, funny i don't know i don't know what's what's worse people being um hung up on the fact that I'm uncut or people being um, really, really into it. Yeah. Because the ones that are really, really into it, it's like, you know, I remember saying to someone like, would you like a moment alone with my penis? And he was like, oh God, if only that were possible. And I was like, whoa. It's really weird how detached. Yeah. How like penis centric. (laughs) I just have, listen, I've been doing this for, as you know, 40 years. 
Um, right. I've just never been a body parts person. Like I right. love things. I love like the like hustler guys with the veiny weird arms. Like mm. I have my I have my my body parts that are hot, but not right. that's not what I'm. You know, you you know, I'm just screw right. with you, but I right. just never fixated on any of it. People are way too interesting to not fuck with your head. Like to, right. to you know to find someone that like, you can head fuck with our heads as well as our bodies. You know that's the dream, right? It's like right. Because if you're an intimacy junkie or even just good at it, like you don't even have to be a junkie. You just if you're good at knowing those connections, like you were describing the third guy mm. as as getting to know him just enough, you mm-hmm. know, to be comfortable, just to ease that comfort with your body a little bit, takes a little yep, of that yep. edge off, but like, but he's still not your partner. And like that, that sort of like intimacy connection is so good. Or to meet a total stranger who for some reason has the exact same kind of fetish thing that you have or, or has it in him and you just yeah. have this recognition with a yeah. total stranger and then you have like you can have like 90 seconds or like 30 minutes and then it's right. like, that was so fucking hot you know for for me masculinity is being is recognizing your feminine side i think um mm-hmm. and being confident um enough to realize that it's there uh that just seems to be uh what what's masculine to me like i I look at my dad and my dad um is is hugely masculine but there are parts of him that would be described by some people who are looking at things very black and white as uh feminine and um he doesn't give one fuck about that so that makes him hugely masculine masculine and my uh my husband's the same way my husband is a has a lot of similarities to my my dad so my my husband tends to look at the people that are trying too hard to be gay i tend to look at the ones that are trying too hard to be mask like yeah. like yeah the the dude bros of the world it's yeah. like ah, oh, you know like yeah it's insane. It's, it's embarrassing. It's, I find it embarrassing. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I find it like really cringe. And I, I try to stay off Twitter, especially because there's so much. <laughs> I'm not on Twitter too much, except when you and I chat. But uh, yeah. I, there's so much of that. Like, just let it go. Like, don't don't even focus on on any of that stuff. Just go have a good time and, and let things figure it out. Because there is such a same with it's the bro thing, a definition of like top bottom whatever this is better than this and you're masculine if you are and you're not i'm like we fought so hard for so long and this is where we are right <laughs> like right. really kids right. you know so what would you what would you say what would you say to them what advice uh, would you give to these dudes just don't give a fuck do not give a fuck what's our responsibility eric like what is our do we have a responsibility um and what is it if we have one it's it's just being there and being our uh, our authentic selves um you know and showing people you know not being offended by everything um uh letting stuff roll off our backs um obviously i'm not i'm not someone that is i'm not talking about things that we should be offended by like you know but like god stuff that i've gone through you know losing a job because i was gay and and having that be okay 
um, and the fact that that still exists in this world. But yeah. I think, but yeah. I think our part is to just do what you said. I think our part is to just do it. Yeah, just be authentic. It, it, the, the world is all about show and tell, and um, I think it's our turn to just show how we're supposed to be. I think you agree with this. I don't feel responsible for them. I just feel responsible for me. Just tell the truth. Exactly. Like if we just do that, I think we're good. And then, and then we don't have to carry it around. We can go have a good time. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and see. pushes forward and kisses me. I reach down and unbutton my shorts and let them fall down around my ankles. A hand moves across my ass and gently pushes open my hole. Now a mouth is on and inside me, wetting me while other hands begin to push up under my t-shirt and down my legs. A few more guys join the group, some to his side, some to mine, and the first cock slips up inside of me and I groan. It's still very quiet except for the wet sounds of the two of us getting fucked and the rattle of brush around us. He reaches a tighter hold around my neck and we hold our kisses longer, gasping into each other's mouths and rocking forward from the bodies behind us. Guys switch off and a few change sides and as it becomes completely dark, the intensity of the scene increases and it starts to sound like an orgy echoing between the trees. I started super young. I was 14 when I had my first gay sexual experience. And from Staten Island, I was born and raised there. I was also born and raised in a, I, I was going to Catholic school. So it was also anti, you can't do this, like, or you'll go to hell. So yep. I was very hidden at the time. And then when I turned 14, I started going to public school. And um, I don't kind of just happened. Like there was this friend that I had that, lived next door to me and we we're playing like neighborhood games like manhunt and like a uh, tag and stuff like that at night we were like kind of hiding together in like this dark alleyway and think one thing led to another and like it kind of like just really escalated all in one night like start jerking each other off and he started to like play with my ass and then all of a sudden tried to fuck me and I was like wow this is a lot <laughs> but it kind of just from that point forward, I was kind of living a double life all throughout high school. I was had a girlfriend, but I was also hooking up with my f- guy friend. And another guy friend came along. And it's just high school was very like a blurry moment, early college, very blurry moment of like what I what my sexuality was. Like if am I gay? Am I straight? Am I bi? Like I didn't really know what was happening. Uh, and then like early college, I ended up going to therapy and I kind of spoke all these feelings out and 
the more I spoke about it, the more comfortable I became being a gay man and I was okay with it. And, um, but I still had that mentality of being a Staten Island boy and like a very conservative, like traditional family where like, even though I was gay, I had to get married and have children. And even though it wasn't with a woman anymore, I had to fulfill that, that fantasy. It's like every relationship I went into, I kind of feel like I poisoned that relationship with that thought. Like, I'm like, oh, this is my person. We're going to get married and have kids. And I was like only 1920 at the time, like thinking like that. Been in a, a couple of long-term relationships. My first one was three years. Then there was another one that was a year and a half. And another one that was about two and a half years. And they were all monogamous except the one that was about like a year like we tried doing it was my first time trying to do an open relationship but I was still only in my early 20s and still had that thought like I I I need to get married and have children and I don't know it just never left my mind was he your age like was he going like in the same phase um he was other experience he was definitely more experienced than I was like in gay culture in New York in general. Like I, I went out in the city here and there at the time, but I didn't have many gay friends. So I didn't go out that much in the city. Um, so he was also a couple years older. He was like probably like in his early thirties and I was only like 23, 24. So he definitely had the experience and was out younger. And um, yeah, he definitely opened my eyes more to and like brought me out more into the gay culture in New York City but then when we finally ended things I started dating someone else a couple of months later and like he really fit let's get married type of situation and we dated for two and a half years but ends up just not working out then I was single and like that's the year I was single was kind of like all right let's reel it in a little bit don't don't jump into a relationship and like explore yourself, explore going out in the city more, which I did. And then I, even though I said I was not going to be in a relationship anytime soon, I ended up meeting my current partner, James, for like, we met on Grinder and we spoke for like four months before we ever met each other in person. Then we finally met each other and I thought I was never going to see him again. We hooked up and I ran out of his apartment the next morning. <laughs> like, I've never seen this person <laughs> ever again. <laughs> but here we are. We're a little over eight years later and it did start off like I did tell him like I had the thought like I want to get married and have kids type of situation but then he was like anti-marriage anti-children and the more that we went out together and I went into out with his friend group I kind of like started realizing I don't have to do that because society made me think that way like I don't like I don't have to have get married right away I don't have to have children if I don't want to so he and I went out a lot more and he kind of opened my eyes to how gay culture can be a little bit more open-minded when it comes to things like that. And like, I left my little bubble of Staten Island. What, what, what did you like about him? Um, I honestly, he's just, he just makes me feel so comfortable and safe. And he's just, he's nice on the eyes too. So he's he's nice to look at. He's tall. I'm into tall guys. He's six one. I'm only like five seven. So I'm short. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like his smile. And I kind of just liked that. I feel like the majority of the time when I met, when I spoke to guys on Grinder, I 
met them like that night or like that week or something. And with him, like we kind of just chatted and chatted with like, oh, here's a picture of my dick. Here's a picture of my ass. Like, let's go hook up now. Like it was for some reason, I don't know what it was, but we both felt different that we didn't have to fall into that shtick of like what grinder makes you really want to do. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It, was, it was just I don't know what it was it's just we all of a sudden it was kind of just like an unspoken thing that we didn't have to feel that way yeah so we we were together strictly <clears throat> monogamous for the first four years and then we started going out more and like we kind of just like one night ended up at the eagle in new york city and we were there with a friend and we didn't go there with the intention of hooking, but all of a sudden, I mean, everyone knows what happens at the Eagle, but like <laughs> things escalated and like all of a sudden we were with other guys and by the, like when we left that night, we were like, oh, that was like kind of hot. Like, should we do this more often and stuff like that? So um, we ended up going from there. We, I forgot how we actually found out, but we go to these parties called Scum. I don't know if you've heard of them, but they're hosted in Hell's Kitchen. And we started going in the beginning. We like kind of made friends there. So we started going more often and it kind of like opened up us to having group sex over just having like, some, we used to have like a threesome here and there but prior, but like this was like a whole different level. Like there's, 60 guys in a room and there's like a million beds and we're either next to each other fucking or like we're in different rooms fucking so it just it really just changed our dynamic but didn't change how we felt for one another mm. so like it kind of started to evolve at that point and then COVID happened and we were with each other nonstop and nobody else so it was kind of like <laughs> a little tough not tough but it was just like you kind of miss what we were doing i think it was more like we would go in together like side by side i think more basically i think i was the more nervous one because he was definitely like i said he was definitely more experienced than i was when we first started dating but i think i was just really nervous like what if i don't perform well <laughs> and like what if I don't want to hook up with someone, but it's everyone goes in there, I think kind of feeling almost the same way. Like you go in there and it's all about consent and whatnot, but it just like it evolved, like where I was more comfortable to like leave him to go with, he can go who, who he wants to hook up with. And he was okay with it. What I want, who I want to hook up with. Sometimes we hooked up with the same person. So it was like really hot. And like the, the setting just makes it really hot. Like all the red lights and, the dark room and the, the slings are everywhere and just the smell of men and sweat and lube like all of it just was really you kind of just anything that you thought about with your relationship kind of goes out the window because you're just so in the moment it's really yeah. an overwhelming incredible connected feeling yeah. And like the feeling when you first walk in and you're like in the locker area and you're like getting undressed and you hear the music and you hear the men and whatnot, like you can't wait to get your clothes off and run in there. <laughs> and then your so your stomach's like a little bubbly, like your stomach is yeah. butterflies a little bit. Yeah, for sure. We definitely had 
moments and n- a number of conversations because mm-hmm. I just feel like we both feel different at times I feel like sometimes I get jealous or sometimes he might get jealous and it's just like the communication is what's gonna help you guys get through it or help us get through it and like there are times like we try to like oh if you if I'm ready to go like we should probably go situation but that's not for like not every relationship is like that it's just like how that's our really the our dynamic is like we tell each other like we have to give you we try to think of like a signal and like I'm ready to go or like I don't like that guy (laughs) the situation (laughs) do you wrestle at all with any I don't want to say shame because it's too strong of a word but do you wrestle with that being like or have you wrestled with it being trashy, not trashy? Like, can, are you okay with it for yourself? Do you, well, how do you see it in terms of like your yourself? And did you ever wrestle with any of that when it comes to like sex parties and that part of our I, culture? I think I definitely, like, if you asked me in my early twenties, I would definitely be like against it only because that's what my mindset was. It's like, well, you have me, why do you have to be with all those people? Yeah. But I think it was just, well, one, I think it was watching different types of porn and like you see the group setting and then like you want, you have that desire to be in it, but you never had the opportunity to be in it. And when the opportunity kind of came, it was just like, oh, wow, this is actually a lot more fun and more comfortable than I thought it was going to be. Like you have all this pressure and you overthink about it. I feel when you first get involved, like like, oh, there's going to be so many guys now. I'm not, I don't know what to do. But it's like, once you're in there, you don't have to fuck all 60 guys. You cruise, you yeah. see who you want. Right. Like <laughs> you, 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 When you experience it, it's so different from what you think it is or what you, what you picture in your mind. But once I left Staten Island, I was just, and I moved, I lived in Manhattan. I was just so exposed to more s- s- different people and circles and like how people run their relationships. And it just made me want to learn more and like possibly experience it. I, I have my videos on Twitter and whatnot that will come up and I have all my porn stars that I follow, but I'm really into more of like the amateur look and like, I don't like the whole production. I kind of like the more raw of it, especially groups. Like I, I've known like the group sex thing is such a big turn on for me now. So like, if I only take one dick, I'm like, oh, well, this is boring. So, <laughs> I mean, it's still hot, but I'm like, sometimes like we need to throw a little bit more dick in there. <laughs> that's amazing. And that's how a sound bite is born. For me, it's just the confidence in how you carry yourself. I feel, especially the older I get, I feel more masculine just because I'm confident with who I am. And like, I just feel braver and like, going into all these type of situations and just that alone makes me feel more masculine. Yeah. What do you find hot about another band? Um, I'm not into like the chiseled body or like, like your ads look like you can wash my clothes. Like I feel like that's where most gay men try to look that way. And I'm more into something a little less than that. (laughs) So I feel like, men that are okay with being not the six pack chiseled and like they're happy with that. That's what turns me on the most. I feel like I still struggle with it. There are sometimes I'm like, I feel sexy as fuck. And like, even though I'm not that six pack guy, 
But then there are some days where I'm like, oh, I feel a little, I could feel better. <laughs> but James and I, I feel like with my partner, I, he and I, especially from the beginning, I feel like our sex has definitely changed a lot since we became open. So like post-COVID, we started going back to these parties and whatnot. Anyway, like since we've been open about it, now we are in a very open relationship. We don't have to be with one another it's just like our relationship is more about the connection we feel for each other. And of course we still have great sex, but it's more about just not being monogamous anymore. So when we do have these conversations, we do end up stumbling upon like new kinks and like leather play and maybe water sports or this thing and like stuff like that, like stuff that I never thought I would ever want to experience or try, I have started to do that. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is why people do it. It's actually kind of fucking hot. <laughs> do you think the intimacy helps move that along? Like, what is what is intimacy for you in a relationship? What does that mean? For me, my it's just being very open with your communication and not keeping anything from one another. Like, he and I are very point blank with anything that goes on like we kind of have a don't ask don't tell situation like if we're hooking up with other guys unless we have to but aside from that he and I are very open when we have to communicate with one another and I feel like that makes me feel closer to him than anything else I wanted to ask you what you think of um uh as kink and what you thought of as kink and now what you think of as kink (laughs) Because also, thanks to porn and our own experiences, I know my idea of kink is like expanded quite a bit. It doesn't even feel like kink anymore. Um, I used to think like kink back in the day was like, oh, I'm wearing this leather harness. Like how kinky am I? (laughs) Or like, or or wearing like some sort of chain or like some sort of bracelet, something like that. Like is anything like leather play or like paddling? Well, I guess paddling could be kink, but like anything that you just like wore would be part of kink. And now I wear a harness under my clothes just because I like wearing it. Not because it's it's a kink, but maybe it is because I'm secretly turned on that I'm wearing it underneath the harness and like a jock strap. And I thought that was going to be the furthest I went. But here I am like talking about possibly toying around with water sports, sports or fisting and whatnot, stuff like that kind of is like what I never thought I was ever going to do so sometimes I still find that like well that's a little extreme but then when I'm in the moment doing it like the extremeness part of my mind like leaves and just like so into the moment like I don't find it extreme anymore I just find it a hot sexual activity when you're with the only like when you're with the gay community you feel like invincible still like you guys when you feel like you're all together you feel like no one can take us down no matter how hard they try so I feel like in New York, especially the community here, they do love to stick together. And I feel like that's the best where it is right now, because just it's the world has been kind of shit lately. So it's kind of nice to know that we could fall back and have this community still. It's always there. I don't and I, I just think like what we go through as kids still turn us into some strength like just it turns us into something and i don't know exactly how to put it but you sort of can't fuck with us like there's something about growing up still in this in this culture where we're not accepted until we have to step out ourselves and find, find that moment in strength that makes us just like 
kind of badass in a way. And I think when we all come together, it's just like, yeah, don't fuck with us. You're checking out of Sex Club. Matt tells after hours. Throw your towel into the basket and please come back for more hot guests and gay sex. Please leave a rating or review. Hit me up if you want to tell your story or submit your audio. Go to matttells.com and follow Matt Tells and Sex Club on Instagram or Facebook at Matt Tells Gay Adventures. You can always message the fuck out of me at matttellspod at gmail.com. Hey, this is Matt, your host. A special shout out to a good friend in Southern California for providing us with those beautiful sounds of fucking and sucking, also provided by your host. And check out my fetish page on Twitter at Watches Muscle. Hi there, this is Eric. You can find me on X at M I S T A C O O C H A, Mr. Kucha. Uh, this is Sal. You can find me on Instagram at SSANT414 or on Twitter at Sal underscore SANT414. Started listening. It came up as a recommendation for me to listen to Matt Tales. Like, there's a bunch of, I, I feel like I relate with a lot of episodes. Like, some of them might be especially first coming out and like you're figuring out your sexuality, what turns you on and what doesn't, or like, it's just, should I be doing this? Should I not be doing this? Like, so, like stuff around that. But then as I got older and like, I am fully like into my sexuality and like a very sex positive person. Like when I hear those stories, I really relate to those now. So I feel like it's all over the place <laughs> where I kind of feel like I fit in a lot with the older stories. Whoa, whoa, whoa.